By unpopular demand, the Gem Girls are back after a brief hiatus to bring you more venomous commentary on the wide array of animated trash born out of the 1980s with a special focus on the best worst among them all, Gem and the Holograms. I am one half of the physical embodiment of codependency, Orifus Jones. And I am the smarter, better-looking half, Hakuna Matitis. Mm -hmm. And for today's episode, we are once again tossing our kidney stones across the pond to <laughs> Merry Old England for Season 2, Gemisode 24, Brit Rock. An odd choice for a name because literally not one single British musician plays a song. But hey, at least there's attempted murder. Which is pretty much what we expect and crave from High Gemissary at the Lord of Eyeballs round table, the border of the whole Gemisphere, Lady Christy Marks, who penned this episode after a pretty long stint to being MIA. Yeah, Christy, like where you been at, girl? Yeah, uh, where you been? Where you girl? been, Christy? <laughs> uh, well, like not really, but not not really. You mean because mm -hmm. Christy Marks, she's problematic at times. Anyway, yeah, for sure. Yeah, despite this episode's general lack of British music, it does delve into the oh-so-overdone concept of British titles and royalty, which we've already seen before in this show, so we're yep, pretty like sure... not that long ago. Exactly, like two episodes ago or something, <laughs> in that time warp. Uh, so we're pretty sure in the gem version of Britain, almost everyone is an earl or a lord of some place or some yep. shit. Uh, except Jedda's parents, who are complete trash. <laughs> As we know. Uh, officially, however, this episode, as written by the Lady Marks herself, is the one where Pizzazz calls Jeddah's bluff to prove that her family has a royal title. Jeddah's parents, quote-unquote, borrow a mansion for the weekend from a bankrupt earl to fool the misfits. Wow. Jim and the Holograms, yeah, wow. Jim uh, and the Holograms <laughs> go to London for a concert where Aja meets up with Craig Phillips and learns he is Stormer's brother. Shocker. Jem then aids the real Earl of the estate to regain his title and blows Jeddah's masquerade. I've blown a masquerade or two in my day, let me tell you. Oh, I, I know, I know. I've seen the tapes. <laughs> um, Ms. Marks, Ms. Crisdy. Ms. Grizzy fails to mention that this is also the one where Jeddah is confirmed not to be of Asian descent. Honestly, still shook. For real, I, I really thought she was Asian for the entire time. I mean, time. Orifice, you wrote this. I'm not shook. I been knew she was not Asian. I've been done not knowing. So, <laughs> again, the shook the, the shookification is still present. <laughs> shookification. Anyway, and um, she also has a fox named Ulysses in it. Or no, she doesn't. But the episode has a fox named Ulysses, which is a really hot name for a fox. Super hot. It's a foxy name for a fox. Right. Uh, neither of that is really important or relevant, but that's pretty much what we do here. Now let's get this Brit Rock party started. 
And uh, it starts with uh, Jeddah throwing darts at Jem's face, which I always enjoy. <laughs> I really like when we come up on someone, you know, uh, abusing or marring the uh, the icon that is Jem. Well, I do that with your face all the time. I know, and I feel it. Uh, I feel having you one of those little pinpricks of hate, and I appreciate it. It's a different form of worship, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm like consumed with my by my hate for you. It's like right. an obsession. Exactly. And like, you know, hate, love, they intermix so much. Right, right. We're just gonna like make out at the end of this anyway. Oh yeah, but hate make out. It's a hate out. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, like while Jetta is doing this, she's like spewing pure nonsense, running her mouth about like how she knows the queen, how she has all these titles and Piz, I, I call her Piz in my notes. Right. Like, uh, I Burn don't, as <laughs> <laughs> I got Piz in my ass. There you go. Um, basically Pizzazz and Roxy are both calling a bitch out. Um, I kind of love Roxy in the scene. Uh, she looks really fierce in her crop top. Oh yeah. 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 Roxy's pretty good for calling out bullshit most of this episode. And we've seen Jetta do this before, basically lying through her teeth. I'm like, oh, of course I know the Royals and we're all tight and I have all this shit going on in England kind of situation. Uh, so we're we're delving more into that this episode. Basically, you know, confirm that she's lying. Right. Like, if you have so much going on in England, why the fuck are you here, bitch? Exactly. If you got all that scrolla, why are you playing that saxophone for, for dollar bills on the street? Right. Uh, I thought you were going to make a rhyme, and I was waiting yeah, I, for it. No. <laughs> uh, I can't be bothered. <laughs> Truly um. can't be. Uh, so then, like, I think Pizzazz... Kind of like calls, like, or brings Roski to task or whatever, some sort of phrase that she's like, all right, well, if you got all this shit in England, let's go to fucking England. Uh, and that's also where we learn that Crazy Craig Phillips is also playing in England. Uh, right. And so Stormer's down to go too. And Pizzazz is like, all right, let's just go on my private jet because I have that. Yeah, love it. Um, but within the scene, Jetta calls Roxy a mangy lowlife yank. Oh. Which I really enjoyed. That was a good, that was a good drag. And there are a lot of like elitist, classist insults in this episode. Yeah, there are, there are. They really do play with poverty and wealth in a, uh, I'm not going to say, well, I'll say fun way. It's kind of fun. They make, people are making fun of each other. Yeah, it's so nuanced and profound. Yeah, yeah. Two words I would not use, but... <laughs> sure, maybe for the time and the, the, the medium. For a kid's show in the 1980s, perhaps profound would be the right word. Perhaps. Perhaps. Perhaps not, uh, but perhaps. <laughs> so, Jetta has been kind of strong-armed into going. She didn't really want to be called on her bluff, and now she's scrambling. So she calls her parents in private and, you know, is basically asking for their help. Um, and I really, parents... I really like her parents. I thought were basically like the British version of married with children, like Al and whatever Bundy. Yeah. Peggy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Peggy Bundy. Uh, but I also like how, when we cut, we get the establishing shot of Britain or, or, the, or wherever specifically they are. It's like gray as fuck. And it's just like, Oh, of course there is no sunshine in London or anything like that, because it's always gray and rainy. And there are a lot of, like, industrial 
It's like an industrial wasteland, like kind yeah. of an old timey one because their industrial revolution, you know, was back in the day, like very Oliver Twist tease. Yeah. Yeah. There's been a little to no redevelopment of <laughs> London or the British, uh, the British Isles since like 1860. Right. In the atmosphere. Yeah, for sure. And her parents have the most, like, hello. I know. When her mom picks up the phone, she's literally like, hello. It's like, I honestly kind of loved it. I so um, did I. So did I. But I was, it also, like, terrified me. Yeah. They're definitely, like, lower class, cockney, you know, working folk. Yeah. They got um, cocks on both their knees. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> you know, cocking is what it means, right? You have rooster shaped knees. Huh. Is that okay? That kind of cock. Got I it. mean, is there any other gun? <laughs> <laughs> I'm always talking roosters, baby. Oh. <laughs> you just love you some rooster. Yeah, exactly. I like, I like cocks of the walk. Uh, I like a rooster booster. Um, oh my god, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't know. Please continue. I've, um, I've, I had a I'm question. spiraling here. I had a question, actually. Has anyone on Grindr ever been like, want to see my cock, and then shown you a picture of a rooster? Uh, no. They usually don't even ask if I want to see their <laughs> cock. They just shoot that one out there. If someone did that, I would think it'd be, I would love it. But this also, so... Recently, was on a trip abroad, and uh, this one blank profile was like, you know, hey, and I was like, hey, like, got a pic, and they sent me a photo, and the thing is, I don't know why they necessarily sent this photo, but they sent a photo of a black dude with, like, a dick obviously photoshopped to be gargantuan, like, monster goblin-sized, like, there's no way this could have been real. And I didn't even respond, but I saved the image because I thought it was so funny. But I was like, <laughs> did they expect me to think this is them? You know what I mean? Like, why would you send this photo? Can you send it to me? If I didn't delete it, because I was then I got concerned about, because I was taking a bunch of photos during my trip, and I didn't want it to get mixed up with, like, the photo sharing with my family kind of thing. <laughs> so I might have deleted it. But if I have it, I'll send it to you. But it was obscene and like just over the top to the point of are you joking here or do you legit expect me to think this is any human's penis right um yeah i don't know it could have been some sort of social experiment or it could have been a science experiment gone wrong oh true 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 yeah maybe that is his real penis and he's just you know maybe it was like a frankenstein situation where his dick is actually amalgamation of several others to form right. one monster dick. Yeah. Like you get some animal dicks in the mix, like a whale dick. I'm oh, pretty dude. sure a animal whale dick Animal dicks dick in is... the mix. <laughs> Title of my new album. <laughs> It'd be you with like, a, like lounging in a bunch of animal print on like a, but where are the dicks then? No, the dicks would be, um, you know how like hunters will have like the heads on their walls, it would just be the various dicks of different animals, fully erect, uh, with like the title underneath, like zebra, uh, newt. The newt one would be quite small. It have an, yeah, it would, it would have a magnifying glass over it, <laughs> and then elephant, lion, and the you know the 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 uh, the most dangerous animal of all, man. 
man, of course. But, like, you'd have to choose, like, the finest specimen whose dick to cut off forcibly. Yeah, or, you know, I could do one from every continent or a kind of like a geographic area kind of thing. You know, to, mm. to not necessarily be... I, I feel like that's that would be racist to put one dick to stand for all humanity. I would want but a rainbow. Wouldn't it be a rainbow more, assortment. Wouldn't it be more racist to do, like, dicks of the world? Like, be like, oh, this is an Asian dick. This is a black dick. Like, wouldn't that reinforce <laughs> certain well, what, stereotypes? What if we did it, like, based off of country? And just, you know, put a dick up there. For every, <laughs> for every country or continent. Is it, I guess it would be a little bit racist to be like, this one dick speaks for all dicks of that region. Uh, but I would want to show, I'm trying to showcase the beauty of the human penis that it's not just one, it could be many different kinds. Um, you're going to have a lot of dicks on your wall. I mean, more than I already do. <laughs> people might try to like back up on it and like you know fuck it uh, i mean what else were they there for outside of science touche yeah <laughs> that's just a more practical form of science i find right right of course of course um so in the scene getting back to gem right she's still we... on the phone with her parents convincing her like that we, she has to, like, kind of get in on this con to trick her friends that she's actually rich. Yeah, and a, not only rich, but an aristocrat. Right, right. Not an arist- not to be confused with an aristocrat. Right. And the mom, like, is kind of taken aback by this. She's like, us? With the title? Yeah. Aristocrat? Yeah, and she literally says it like that. I love it. She's like, did you say rich? That's laughable. Blimey. Blimey. But Jetta... It's like Pizzazz's dad is rich, and if we do it right, we can basically weasel a ton of money out of them. Her dad, who hitherto doing the dad thing, like not really talking on the phone, kind of lurking behind the mom. But now when money's in the mix, he is into it. Um, The mom is not down. She has reservations, but Jetta kind of manipulates her into... uh, doing what she wants no the, the deciding factor for the mom and like both parents really jumping on board <laughs> is jetta being like if we don't do this i'll have to move back in with you right and then they're like oh fuck okay we got to do this we do not want you in our lives <laughs> yeah threatening them with her presence right which um, i get it savage. i get it yeah yeah she's proven to be like the worst person on the face of the earth yeah, she's probably episode. she, and also Jenna. I think she is more of like kind of the worst of the misfits. Like Rox is oh, ignorant. Absolutely, Pizzazz, you know, has a you know a lot of trauma and mental issues. Jedi, I just think is terrible. Yeah, um, yeah. So we cut to the holograms who are having lunch or some sort of meeting in a dining establishment. Um, but there's also an interview happening, and they're sitting with some guy named. Sir Hugh Ridley. Yeah, it's a, it's kind of a mess of a scene because this they're doing this one thing that a reporter's like walks in and asks a bunch of question, a bunch of questions that essentially just serve to establish the plot. Uh, right. I also want to point out Jem's like really shitty hat game. She's wearing like a like a fucking red sash over the top of her head, so it's like a scarf and a hat in one. It's not a good look. Mm, I I missed it. I didn't have a problem with how she looked this episode. Outside of this, I, you know, she was fine. There was no glaring moments, but this fucking, 
red <laughs> sash hat. It wasn't for me. Um, fair enough. So we learn in the scene that Jem is playing, you guessed it, a benefit concert at Sir Ridley's club in London. Who this interviewing bitches? I don't know. I've she never is seen not her named. She is. I, I don't know. She's like a private investigator trying to get Jim on her tax evasion. She is not. <laughs> right. It would be very easy to like steal money from a benefit concert, I guess. Yeah. And also, this isn't necessarily a benefit concert for charity or for right. you know, yes. like cancer research. It's literally a benefit concert for some dude who lost all of his money. Like, Sir Hugh yes. Ridley is basically like, yeah, we're doing the Benefit concert to help with my friend, the Earl of Wissex. And I was like, what? You're doing it to help your other aristocrat friend? That seems a little bit fucking shady. I know. And why call it a Benefit concert? And why would Jem want to help this aristocrat? Yeah, exactly. It was all, it was all, it, we even learn afterwards that the aristocrat in question lost his money through gambling. Or maybe that wasn't actually him. <laughs> Regardless, it's a fucking yeah. twisted premise. Yeah. Um, it's, it's fucked. So we cut to a horse race at Wessex Downs and like, okay. So I thought it was Wessex, but everyone in England pronounces it Wessex. Did you notice that? I, I, I was writing Wessex and saying Wessex the entire time. Cause I thought <laughs> it was just Wessex. Is there, is it actually Wessex? I think it's, yeah, I think it's Wessex. W E S S E X. Cause, uh, Prince Edward is the Earl of Wissex. Wissex. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's spelled Wessex. All right. Well, maybe there was some weird, not copyright, but they're like, oh, let's just change a letter just in case. But I do actually think, because I watched The Crown, so, you know, I'm oh, you're an expert. expert. Yeah, go on, on please. aristocracy. Of course, of course. But that sort of uh blue blood uh aristocratic accent spoken by english people like they would pronounce it wissex oh okay okay yeah on that note of the british um accent so this was a moment of rupaul's drag race season 10 or whatever season 9 uh where i was like i i had a moment of crisis because that was the season that monet exchange was on i love monet exchange and she gets into this um, discussion with, I think, Aja and maybe somebody else about the origins of the American accent and the British accent. And Monet was like, no, the American accent existed first and the British accent uh, came after. And that seems kind of ridiculous. So the other two queens were like, no, Monet, that's not how like colonialism works. That's not how it happened. And Monet the entire time was like adamant, like, no, like, People have told me this. I know it's not the case. I jujled it to confirm because I was like, oh my God, Monet, are you secretly like really dumb? Turns out, <laughs> bitch was right that after the uh, American settlers or colonists came over, that's when the British royalty slash upper classes were like, oh, okay, we don't want to be necessarily, we want to differentiate ourselves not only from these settlers, but also from the lower classes more broadly. 
we're going to develop our own kind of speaking pattern. So that's way, that's when they kind of drop the pronouncing of the R's and stuff like that. Hmm. And then that eventually just kind of like profuse, I don't think that's the word, uh, that kind of spread down to the lower rungs of society because they wanted to emulate the higher classes. So technically, the American accent was what was more formally the British accent and is older than what is now known as the British accent. Interesting. I guess you would know that through reading poetry or something like that. Like, how would you how would you ascertain what the British accent was prior to radio or television? Yeah, or that, that, like that I guess that would be like rhyming schemes within literature and stuff like that, and what rhymed and like what didn't. Uh, yeah, and hmm. I'm yeah yeah I, I, that could be a part of it. I'm sure there are also other various methods that they would ascertain. Uh, how things were pronounced. Interesting. Very interesting. Look at us be intellectual. Yeah, look at us intellectually talk about things we watch on Drag Race. Uh, <laughs> I learned everything I know from The Crown, Drag Race, and Gem of the Hologram. So that's why I am a dumb bitch. Well, I mean, I, that's, that's uh, a I am DB. I am dumb bitch. I am dumb bitch, exactly. <laughs> I am DB. Uh... <laughs> Anyways, back to Wissick's Downs where uh, there's some horse racing going on. Uh, and Jenna's parents are placing bets. And they're, I think... They're yelling in the stands like savages. But anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and their horse, Silver Blaze, is the one that's kind of coming up ahead. And then we see this other dude who's looking hella despy about the whole situation. <laughs> and his I horse... I wrote that, too! And, but, Literally... But, but Hella his horse Desi. is also named Despera or something. So I, I just really liked how that super Despy dude is hoping that a horse named Despera or Despero or something pulls through. And then, of course, he loses because <laughs> he loses. No, yeah. yeah, no one Hella Despy ever wins out. I also wrote the words Hella Despy in my notes. So now I think we're a hive mind. Right, which we certainly are. Uh, hive mind eyeball. Right, yeah, of course. Um, so Jetta's parents celebrate when their horse wins. Um, and we learn that they're in cahoots with some sort of shifty figure who gives them a tip on the bet. Um, yeah, they have like, a, they got like a crook hookup, like a, a crook up kind of situation. Going. Like they, they, it, it implies yeah. that they knew that horse was going to win through shady means. Right. And I don't really understand this whole conspiracy and how it ties to anything. But anyway... Um, this guy points out Lord Trevor, Earl of Wissex, and he's like, he has a huge estate, yet he's lost everything, and creditors are pounding down the doors. Um, so, basically, they're, they take this as their cue to bum rush the Earl. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't even know what bum rush means. I, just I, like I have an idea what it means. <laughs> Maybe through lived experience, but go on. Bum rush, I mean, in that context, just sounds hella rapey, but... It does. Well, I mean, you can have a consensual consensual bum rush, I feel like. But, like, you rush into the... Bu- okay, yeah. I, okay. You know, like, like a very, you know, not ungentle or not gentle top would be a bum rusher. <laughs> Uh, love it. Um, <laughs> I so personally they, don't, but whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying <laughs> stuff. 
So anyway, they they tell the Earl of Wessex uh, that they have a business proposition for him and that they want to borrow his estate for the weekend. And they tell him it's so they can fool the rock singers into thinking they're the Earl and Lady of Wessex. It's like, okay, you're being pretty transparent about your scheme here. Yeah, which I, they're exploiting him, but they're at least letting him in on what's going to go down, which I think is important whenever you're scheming. But, okay, my whole confusion about the guy who gave them the tip is how did he know that they were looking for someone to scam? Maybe it's just one of those they're always looking for someone to scam, and this guy was like, yo, I got a good scam for you up in here, you schemers, you scammers. Right. Schemers and scammers. Schemers and scammers. Um... Okay, that's that's fair. Because I was like, well, how would he know to even point them in the direction of the Earl of Wessex or whatever? But anyway, it doesn't matter. Literally uh, doesn't. Uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, the the Wessex guy, I think he, like, you know, kind of half-heartedly agrees. Uh, and then we get the misfits arriving in, in England. And Stormer is immediately, immediately like, no, uh, I don't want to go. Because Jeddah's, no, yeah, Jeddah says we're going to go to the estate of Wessex or whatever you know, a country home or some bullshit. And Stormer was like, no, fuck that. I gotta go cratch. I gotta go catch, not cratch. Gotta go cratch <laughs> Craig. Uh, I gotta go, yeah. I gotta go cratch Craig in London because that's where he's playing. Uh, and Did I like it. cratch Craig? I said cratch. I said cratch Craig. <laughs> uh, I gotta go cratch him. Cratch it's him in the like, crotch. That sounds like when you have crab, like you catch crabs. Like I cratched. Yeah, I cratched <laughs> crabs uh, from Craig. Craig. Uh, anyways, I, I, I enjoyed how Stormer's like, yo, I gotta get there now, basically because she's, like, knowing that Craig will throw a fit if she's not there, or, like, late by any means. Right. And also uh, probably because she didn't want to get involved with Jetta and her bullshit I agree. I, yeah, probably also a part of it. Um, I also really do like Pizzazz's response, where she's basically like, all right, Stormer, you can get out of here. I don't care about your creepy brother. Uh, I love the accuracy. <laughs> she literally, he is she literally, yeah, she literally says "creepy brother," which I really appreciated. Right. Um, yeah. Super accurate. Glad someone else sees it. Um, the holograms also arrive, um, and they arrive wearing clothes with all the patterns known to man. <laughs> some unknown to man. Like yeah, some shit you have not seen eye. before. <laughs> There's a lot to the eyeball, you know? Yeah, yeah. Eyeball overload. Uh, it was patterns. <laughs> it wasn't even power clashing patterns. It was just a lot of clash. A mess. Uh, yeah, and not, yeah. not the character clash. Right. Thank God. <laughs> that would be too much. My eyeballs would literally have popped out of my face at that point and be like, nope, can't do it. We're out. <laughs> yeah, we already have a Jetta dominant episode. You're going to bring clash into the mix. What next? Dance? Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> And video. <laughs> Don't even say. All the secondary characters of the show are literally trash. <laughs> know who wasn't in this, though? Rio. And that was interesting, but we'll get into that later. So the misfits roll up to the estate. Um, the parents greet them at the door uh, with, you know, hard Cockney accents. Hard um, cock. Hard cock. Yeah. 
hard cockamanies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, uh, I want to give a shout out quickly to Roxy's face veil. I always appreciate a veil. Yes, I loved the veil. Hated the rest of the outfit. The rest of the outfit was a fucking mess. I don't know. I'll, I'll like all I remember is the face veil. Yeah, it was good. Let's just let's just remember that. Um, so the Earl of Wessex is masquerading as a butler. Um, and Jetta kind of like talks to them and she's like, hey, let's con them into buying things for 10 times their worth. Uh, the Earl is like, I don't give a shit what you sell. It just has to be gone by 8 p.m. tomorrow. So it's like, ooh, what's going to happen? 8 p.m. Yeah, oh, there's probably some it's- sort of like weird royalty deadline like we already saw in that <laughs> old timey renaissance fair town right even the age is the same 21 yeah, exactly 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 uh and this is where i kind of got a little confused because it's basically say this wissex guy you know he needs all this money because of his gambling addiction and then i was like oh wait the charity concert is for this guy's this yeah this guy's gambling addiction but then I was further confused because Sir Hugh Ridley, Jem's friend who's holding the benefit concert, is doing it for this guy or the real Lord of Wissex, who we later learn is the like the rock band guy. I didn't understand. Well, I think this Earl has control of the estate until the other one turns 21. And he's been basically blowing all of the money, all of the assets. And... He wants to recoup all of his expensive, all of his expenses and bleed all the money he possibly can out of the estate before the deadline. Oh, okay. Okay. But I thought he was like also, but didn't he want to negate the deadline unto itself by having the other guy murdered? So he would inherit all of that debt regardless. Yes. True. <laughs> and then this Sue Hugh Ridley guy <laughs> is then holding this charity concert to pay for someone's gambling addiction. Yes. Okay. Because because he wants the real Earl of Wissex to actually have something to inherit rather than inheriting a lot of debt. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. I'm still iffy on the use of the word benefit concert. Yes. Or charity too. concert. Because it's like, no... Maybe fundraiser would be a better name, but regardless, you're doing something to pay for someone's gambling debts. It's not one person is going to benefit. It's not a benefit concert. Well, okay. They could have just said it's a concert, too, because, like, usually concerts, you know, people profit. Yeah, yeah. You could just call it a concert. That would have been fine. I just don't like how they're making it like it's some sort of, uh, you know, good do-gooder situation here. Well, it is for Jem since she's volunteering the band's time and resources. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay, sure. Jem can Jem can say whatever the fuck she wants. <laughs> yeah, Jem wasn't really much of a character this episode, thankfully. She really wasn't. Yeah, which is all for the goodness. Uh, so then we learn that yeah, so the, the, this Wissex guy isn't the real Earl. And he gets some goons to go kill kill the real one. Something like that. Uh, yeah. And then we cut to the Unicorn Club, which is a great name for, like, anything. So, like, props to Sir Hugh Redley or whatever his name is. Uh, mm-hmm. And we enter the Unicorn Club and we introduce, get introduced to the Blue Bloods, who are some, like, you know, hot Brit rocker band that Kimber is immediately mad thirsty for. Uh, thirsty-ass Kimber strikes again. 
Yes. Um, who is a member of the Blue Bloods, if not Craig Phillips. Crazy Craig. Double first, yeah, Crazy Craig. Double first name, Craig Phillips. What if it was like, what if he was like Craig Simon Phillips and he had three first names? Would that, <laughs> would that triple the crazy or would that negate it? Into, uh, I mean, I okay, I think it's I think it's normal to have a middle name. That's a and name? a middle name is usually a name. Right. True, true, but true, what true. if he had a hyphenated last name that was comprised of two two la- two real names, two first names? Or what like, if his middle name was a last name like Craig <laughs> McLeod Phillips? <laughs> That'd be crazy. That'd be or crazy. Or if his name if his name was McLeod Phillips. Oh. Interesting. I don't know what a last. I don't know what a, a first name, last name, and a last name, first name, where that places you on the morality spectrum. I don't know. We have to investigate it further. Yeah, we'll we'll come back to you, people. We'll bring you an answer. We'll do uh, some yeah. heavy research. For sure. Um. So he creepily says, "Hi, Aja." Oh, so creepy, dude. Let's like play this fucking sound clip because it's a whole. It's a, it's a moment. He's James. Pleased to meet you. Oh, the pleasure's all mine. And uh, this is our uh, token American looking back here, Craig Phillips. Hi, Aja. Craig. Oh, Craig. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he has another moment where I'm like, (sighs) shivers down my spine. Um, So one of the band members is named Mason, I think his name is. Yes, yes. Which is not a very British aristocratic name, but anyway, um, it's his birthday tomorrow. He turns 21 at the stroke of eight. Uh, and he turns 21 and at the stroke of eight, dot, 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 it's left to suspense. I was like, why does there need to be suspense here? Right. With that being said, when I'm stroking eight <laughs> inches, I want a little suspense. <laughs> Well, it's a stroke of eight, so oh, it's like eight okay. strokes. Eight strokes. Got it, got it. Or just a single stroke on one eight-incher, whichever. Just <laughs> the one. Either or, that's not enough to, like, really blow your load, is it? Zero percent, zero percent. That's too little to build any suspense. Right. Um, yeah, Mason, get your shit together. Yeah, Mason, have you, like, you have hands. You can't even make them do a job, Correct. Right? I'm going to cut off your hands because you're so bad at your job. Oh, wow. I met, oh, a nub job. A nub job. A KJ? A KJ. A, a, a stub job. Stub. Is nub spelled with a K or it just has an ed? I don't know. Really I think know. it's an N. Oh, I don't know. Because you're thinking knob. Knob right, job. Right. Well, yeah, nub job works too. It's kind of a knob. Yeah, 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 yeah. That being said, if you had stubs for hands, you would be inherently very good at fisting. Yes. Would it even be fisting at that point? I mean, he has no choice but to fist. I su- yeah, that's true. That's true. And I've never been fisted. Um, Neither have <laughs> full I. Full disclosure. Neither have I. Though I, and I'm being very vulnerable and brave here. Uh, <laughs> I did watch a video, a pornographic vi- film, if you will. Recently, which started off like very like, you know, standard stuff, but then ended with a fist session. And I saw that the kind of the progression of like how you get to the point of actually putting most of your hand in there. And honestly, I was like, okay, if you do it like that, maybe I could get into it. 
Right, because you start with like your fingers, right, and you kind of yeah, it's like a very gradual process, and there's a lot of lube involved, and it just seems like if I think that the person who was doing the actual fisting looked like a pro. The guy had done this before, and I was like, yo, if I, if you were handling the situation, maybe I could do it, maybe. Right, and which brings me to the point that I wanted to arrive at anyway, which is if you have a knob or a stub, like you can't just go full on like fist. Yeah, 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 yeah. You'd ha- it would be a lot of like gentle massaging. You wouldn't necessarily be able to slowly expand. It would just have to be a little bit of like a touch and go situation. Right, or, or like you know a gaping hole. Right, or you go full bum rush and. You're just- <laughs> Let them have it. Oh my god, that sounds awful. That does. That sounds awful, and that's the the scary part of fisting. I think that is in the you know the the mind when people you know say fisting, you're like, oh, a whole fist. Right. Yeah. It's like you're just fucking punching your fist. Yeah, uppercut it right up there. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um. Anyway, so um. We cut to the misfits eating dinner at the estate. Pizzazz is being super demanding. Um, and Jedha and her mob are, like, pushing the dining ware on Pizzazz, trying to get her to buy it. Um, which should have set off the alarm bells in Pizzazz's mind. Like, if these people are truly rich, why are they trying to sell their silverware? Yeah, very true, very true. Uh, but also, Pizzazz is basically just being kind of an agent of chaos. And is like, yeah, fuck it. My dad will pay for anything. I can break stuff. She throws, like, a few plates around and just, like, messes up the place. And then has the brilliant idea of having a fox hunt, uh, which is, like, so scary. And I think kind of proves further to Pizzazz Pizzazz being a sociopath. Yeah. For no reason. They just see a poor fox in a cage, and they're like, let's fuck with this fox. Yeah, let's have a fucking fox hunt, uh, which then leads into the song... I'm gonna hunt you down. I'm gonna hunt you down. Whatever it takes, I'm gonna hunt you down. Make no mistakes. I'll find where you are. You won't get very far. I'm gonna hunt you down. I'm hot on your trail. I'm gonna hunt you down. Yeah, the song is nothing to me. Yeah, the song is whatever. Uh, still very troubling, the whole fox hunt theme in general. <laughs> Uh, I do, though, enjoy their, like, British polar player, player outfits. Uh, yes. Pizzazz is wearing kind of like a Mad Hatter hat with, like, a big-ass feather in it. Uh, and Roxy's hair, she has, like, one of those polar player helmets, but then the, the ponytail is done out and out to a long black string and then has kind of poofs out at the end. Nice. It was hot. That is hot. Um, so yeah, the, in the music video, they're basically just destroying the estate, terrorizing this poor fox. Um, Jetta sucks at writing, uh, which should have been another clue that she's not a true aristocrat. Right, right. I, I also understand Pizzazz being able to do it. She's rich, probably had a few horses. Roxy is just, you know, mean streets of New Jersey. She picked it up like nothing. <laughs> right. I mean, like... She has a lot of uh, moxie, you know? She has a little, a lot of, like, yeah, I, I don't know the word. But she she can get down with anything. She's scrappy, sure. you know? Yeah, yeah. She's probably ridden a few stallions in her day, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Italian stallions. That's the one. Best kind. Best kind. She's from Jersey. So, Come on. 
She's from Pittsburgh, actually. Oh, the capital was... of illiteracy. Excuse oh, me. right, right. Why did I think Jersey? Because there are a bunch of trashy bitches there, too. I right, don't know. right, right, right. That's exactly it. Trash Jersey, Pittsburgh. Got it. Um, so the creditors come knocking on Trevor's door and complaining he's been putting them off for months. Um, and he's like, I just need one day. Like, tomorrow at 8 p.m., everything will be fine. Then we cut to Jem having her gear set up. Craig is talking to Aja, which is going to lead to nothing good. Yeah, he, uh, he keeps on saying, like, Aja, I have something very important to tell you or some bullshit like that. He's, like, previewing this grand reveal, and it's like, Craig, it's, one, not that, be- not that big of a deal, and two, you're handling this very poorly. I know. And so Stormer is there, and um, basically Craig is like, I want you to meet someone important to me to Aja or some special Ooh, wait, so before, before that happens like Stormer sees the holograms she's immediately like oh shit like you guys like I gotta get out of here and Kimber doesn't want her to go she's like no stick around she has this line she's like we're not gonna bite you and in my head I added it in the like dot 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 hard cause <laughs> Kimber's gonna bite a bitch in, right, in or a place that she her. likes yeah lick yeah. bite whatever um yes indeed um uh, <laughs> But yeah, Craig is like, Aja, I have someone to introduce you to. Um, This is, and he like kind of puts his arm around her. And Aja's like, this is your wife? And then just like slaps him across the face. Slaps him across the face and proceeds to ugly cry something fierce. Yeah, I was like, okay, Aja, that's a lot. Yeah. They both have blue hair. Like, come on. Put two and two. But she also has blue hair. Oh, right. <laughs> Blue hair gang. But she's Asian. Right, 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 right. Uh, which also makes you wonder. Uh, anyways, <laughs> Kim, oh no, uh, Aja makes runs you off. wonder what? I don't know how people have blue hair. <laughs> and also if the curtain matches, matches the drapes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do wonder that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so as Aja runs off, Ugly crying. Kimber gets like the real lowdown, and Craig is basically like, no, she's actually my sister. And Kimber's like, oh, okay, like you should go tell her that. And Craig, like a real tool, is like, no, not after she reacted that way. She can apologize to me. Oh and I was like, Craig, you're the worst, but also like I love that crazy vibe you give off. Who would react like that if other than crazy Craig Phillips? Yeah, that was fucking yeah. That was fucking nuts. She came to the wrong conclusion. Like, fuck that bitch. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, wow, Craig, you're not, it's like a, you're, you're two-facing everywhere. Yeah, did a 180 at the drop of a hat. Um, I just need to point out Kimber's outfit in this, in this scene, because she looks a mess. Oh, I didn't, I didn't catch it. She's, she has like this lavender bi- visor going on, and she's wearing like this weird, you know, like a clown, like a collar around clowns' necks that they wear that have like, they're kind of star-shaped. Oh, yeah, the classic clown collar. Right. <laughs> She's wearing that sort of shaped thing and like a tracksuit with like a lot of gold jewelry. Oh, okay. She kind of looks like, <laughs> she kind of looks like a woman who's like retired. Her name is Ethel. She lives in Florida. She plays canasta with the ladies. She's (laughs) giving me that. Uh, But Ethel's kind of a diva, but, like, she wears, you know, 
windbreaker suits yeah, and yeah, gold yeah, bangles yeah. at the same time. The thing is, like, I think a part of me is envisioning, like, the best case scenario for this outfit, which could be kind of cool, <laughs> but I imagine it looks just like kind of a hot mess. Yeah, no, it's a hot mess. I guarantee you. Um, so, basically, the holograms catch up with Aja and tell her that Stormer is Craig's sister. She feels like an idiot. And while this whole thing is going down, Trevor's goons are putting in, like, a stick of dynamite uh, into the club. Yeah, they're basically orchestrating an assassination attempt. They're going to blow the whole club up. Right. And um, Aja's like, oh, I should go talk to Craig. So she runs into the club, or she tries to, and then it explodes and she blows back. Um, It was pretty... It was pretty intense. Very intense, very dramatic. And Stormer and Craig are still inside. So they're like, oh my God, we got to get them. They're, they all got all exploded. Uh, they lift them up <laughs> out of the debris. And this is where Mason is like, oh, this is definitely my fault. My uncle, who's apparently homicidal, doesn't want me to become a lord. And he's like, all right, I'll, I'm going to go to Wissex and get this all sorted. Uh, and then I was like, Again, is every other person in England a, an earl or a lord, and they are all embroiled in some weird aristocratic drama? Yes. Yeah, oh, the answer is yes, okay. Or they're like trashy Cockney grifters who sound like this. Right, so there's one um, or the other. That's the only two types of people. <laughs> yeah, and that pretty much corresponds to how I think about England anyway. Yeah, me too. Me too. Up Like uptight royalty, uh, low-class slobs. Right, for sure. You've seen The um, Crown, so. Yeah, I have seen The Crown. <laughs> <laughs> I've also seen uh, uh, My Gypsy Wedding or something. I've seen a lot of shows. How old is My Gypsy Wedding? That seems like a problematic title. Uh... I don't even know if it's called that. My Big Fat Gypsy Wedding. Yeah. It's from uh, 2010. Oh, okay. Then that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, like, these are self-proclaimed gypsies. Um, Like, I don't know if, like, the that group in the British Isles calls themselves Romani. Oh, yeah. True, 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 true. I guess, yeah. Uh, I Yeah, I really don't know. Also, I don't know how they self-identify, but I just, I've learned that, you know, gypsy is apparently a very problematic term. You shouldn't say it. Yeah, probably not. Also, um, like, gypped. Like, getting gypped, that comes from gypsy. So that's not something you should say. Yeah, either. that's, yeah, no. I mean, I haven't said that ever. Ever? I mean, maybe said I that, no, that might have that might be a lie. Um, I haven't said that in a while. <laughs> I, I have never said it. Really? No, it's not true. Of course I said it. Uh, <laughs> not recently as well yeah we learned when it was when it was time for us to to leave that word behind we left it behind without yes. turning back i didn't oh yeah i didn't look back i didn't become a pillar of salt it was all good <laughs> it's a biblical reference uh, for you i know I, I got it oh okay cool i also thought like you bet you didn't become a salty bitch who, like, clung on to the word because you don't like change. Uh, I but... didn't mean that, but it, I could have meant that as well. So it could have been one of the, them double entendres. For sure. 
Maybe not officially <laughs> a double. One of, them. <laughs> one of damn doubles. Double entendres. Double E. Double E. Uh, anyway, so I think Craig and Aja make up at some point throughout this, and it's really gross. Uh, and then we get back to Wissex, where Pizzazz is still getting conned, uh, and the Lord finds out that his assassination attempt didn't work out. Uh, and this is where he's like, oh, okay, it's, all, it's down to the wire here. Why don't we get uh, Pizzazz to buy the whole estate? That way I don't have to give it to this Mason guy and I can make a bunch of money. Uh, right. And is like, oh, that's a good idea. I'm going to get Pizzazz to buy into this by telling her she'll get the title of Lord or whatever with the estate as well. Yes, uh, playing into her obsession with wealth and status. And her obsession with Jem because she says, you know, like, Jem doesn't have a British title. And I was like, oh, that's pretty savvy. Good good on you. Yeah, that is smart. Um, and it works. Pizzazz is like, let me just side this fucking thing. I was like, wow, you're such a dumb bitch right now. But anyway, um, just as she's about to sign it, uh, Mason and Jem bust in. The fox named Ulysses snatches the paper. Right, right. Um, Mason has a rat tail. Oh, does he <laughs> even catch the rat tail? A rat tail or a mullet. Maybe a ponytail, but it, it looked more like a rat tail. Uh, he looks like a rat tail kind of guy. Uh, yeah. And so they disrupt the whole thing. And this is when the clock strikes, strikes eight and Mason officially turns to the Earl of Wissex. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, you know, Jem is like, oh, the Earl of Wissex? I had no idea. And he's like, Jem, where have you been? <laughs> I mean, he tried to make it so mysterious, right? But, but like, I mean, put two and two together, bitch. It was pretty yeah. obvious. Yeah. Uh, Pizzazz is angry because she's been had. Um, Jetta and the Misfits run out. The Earl and Jem chases them. Chase them. And Jem calls upon Synergy to create a pack of hounds to bring those mongrels to heal. Not just hounds. And They're like, it's a, it's a batch of demon Dalmatians. They're like some pretty frightening canines. Right. But I just want to point out here that usually when Jem gives Synergy a command, it's super vague. Like, oh, give, give them something that'll shake them to their core. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. And then Synergy does all the work, but now she's being so specific. Oh, I, I didn't really catch her, her summoning spell that you did for this illusion. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, but yeah, those <laughs> hounds look scary AF. They did. They did. And so that makes like the goons, whoever's were escaping, run back and uh, the boys get to jump on them. Uh, then we get some backstory from this Mason dude slash Earl of Wissex on... How they basically needed the benefit concert to pay for his uncle's gambling. So that's we get we do get an answer in the episode. Again, though, I have in my note here like, isn't that a little wrong? Like, I really don't think that's what a benefit concert should be for. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Especially if you're like, oh, charity concert, and everyone's like, oh, wow, I'll go to this. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And they don't tell you what it's for. It's like, oh, I'm paying off gambling debts for an aristocrat. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> They could have. They could have just left it. Left it TBD. And I always love that Arrested Development episode where they're holding a charity event. And they say like "cause TBD," and then everyone assumes that's an acronym for a disease. Mm, that's funny. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen that. It's it's a good episode. Uh, and then Jem, being Jem, is like, "Oh, I have an idea to fix everything." And then we cut to the the benefit concert, 
and that's where they immediately start playing the song Between Me and You. Does open with an eyeball moment, so it's got yes, that. Yes, there are a couple it. eyeballs, couple eyeballs, and I just want to say that there's some weird sexual tension between the Earl and Jen for no reason. For no reason, yeah. So this eyeball moment—it's Mason's eyeball slash the Earl dude. It fuses into his eyeball. Then we come out <laughs> of him as a king and Jem as his queen. And the rest of the episode is, like, them dancing through space and, like, being a king and queen. It was like, when did they establish that he had the hots for Jim? Uh, and, I don't know, this is a little bit weird. Right. So this is where I'm like, is Rio out of the picture? Do we just, like, forget that he exists? Yeah, that is true. And that is kind of how sometimes this show operates. Like, anytime Rio isn't physically present... They just have other males be stand-ins for, like, the romantic figure in a video or the like. Uh, and a part of me is like, yo, fuck Rio. I don't give a shit. Another part of me is like, yo, get yours, Jim. Get yours. But another part of me is like, it's a little twisted. It is. But, you know, let her have her, like, eyeball twirling through space dancing fantasy. Yeah, you're right. Let her have it because <laughs> those were a lot of words. Those are a lot of words, and they're all very confusing together. Yes. So it's what she deserves. Exactly, exactly. Uh, we also get a reverse eyeball moment, which was just the same <laughs> frame they used for the original eyeball moment, but in reverse. So it's lazy animation, but whatever, I'm into it. Uh, yeah, eyeball. Eyeball. Um, and then we also get like a Peter Pan flying around Big Ben kind of scene with Jem and the Earl flying around Big Ben. Big Ben. Um, so yeah, the music video finishes and the Earl is still coming on to Jem pretty hard. Um, and Jem is like, you know, this is this was successful. We have enough to pay off the creditors and enough left over to rebuild the club. So yay, benefit concert. Yeah. And also I just want to point out that they're all drinking a purple beverage uh, at this time. So it's they're drinking some purple drink. Yeah. I mean, hopefully it's spiked. Oh, I mean, of course. Yeah, I mean, yeah, purple drink. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and um, we cut to the misfits who have been paying their dues, I guess, uh, washing dishes. And they're wearing pretty hot made outfits. Oh, they really are. It's like, it's very, I mean, sexually suggestive because it's a made outfit in general, but they look good. Yeah. Uh, Jetta still won't shut the fuck up about her fake status. And, like, Pizzazz and Roxy at this point are just fed up with her and are, like, just shut the fuck up, bitch. And then shove her hot head into a knight's helmet, um, which is pretty good. I think Roxy punches her. Oh, shit. Okay. And then... Uh, I don't know. That closes out the episode. Yeah. So, I mean... The weakest bitch to me is pretty obvious. I'd give it to Jetta. Oh, of course, of course, of course. But who do we think is the baddest bitch? Baddest bitch of the episode. Um, I like how Aja slapped Craig Phillip. 
but I just don't love their relationship in general. So that was shitty. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. Um, um, what about the fox? Oh, Ulysses the fox. Honestly, work. Yes. Because he was victimized at the beginning, kept in a cage, then chased by a bunch of like chaotic bitches. And then he uh, got his comeuppance in the end. Also, his name is Ulysses. And he's a fox. His name is... And he's a fox, yeah. So, like, pretty foxy. I think, yeah, I think that's enough. I think that's enough. Thank you very much, sir. <laughs> um, so, I hope you all enjoyed our... Re- not reunion episode. Ah, we had a brief our- break. We had a brief break. It was a reunion of sorts. Yeah, it was a re- You know, our return to form, as they might say. Um, but this is the end of the episode. And if you want to see more of our antics, check us out online at Gemgirls Podcast on Twitter and on Instagram and go to our website, gemgirls.com. And also be sure to rate us and review us wherever you find podcasts. Pretty sure we're on Stitcher and Spotify, but also Apple Podcasts. I think that's like the main one that you rate and review. Who the fuck what knows? What the fuck is Stitcher? Yo. I've never heard you mention Stitcher. We're on it, all right? That's all you got to know with Stitcher. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't be such a bitcher. We're on Stitcher. Uh, and by rate us and review us, what we mean is five, five stars, stars and a positive review. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's company policy. Uh, we are an enterprise and we only demand the best from our viewers as you demand the best from us, which we give you every time. And like, I know, shocking, this is our best, but this is it. Yeah. Uh, we, we did what we did and... You're going to take it. You're going to take it and give it a glowing review. Uh, And we thank you for it. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Alrighty, and with all that said and done, until next time, stay Stay outrageous. outrageous. Bye. Bye.